What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today, uh, we talk about confidence, right? Confidence is the driving force behind decision making. And I want to talk to you about how I believe there's a lack of confidence in some areas that I think a lot of us need to work on. Okay. So I have a kind of like a bird's eye view from you know how many coaching sessions I've done and just being a part of the industry. And I'm I'm seeing a pattern and I want to address that pattern. You guys are going to like this episode. Give me some feedback. If you haven't done so already, send me a message on Instagram. Tell me you like the podcast. I always love getting the feedback. And uh, if not, I would love to have you as a guest on the Business Breakthrough. So there's a link uh, in the description of this podcast. Please join me. Uh, I'd love to give you a different perspective about some things in your business. And of course, with it being on the podcast, it benefits everyone as a whole, which is really fun. So thank you so much for listening, guys. The episode starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today, I want to give you a little bit of insight as to what it takes to really create a system that works for you in your business. And I think this is a goal every one of us should strive toward. Uh, even if your goal isn't finances, some of us have a purpose-driven goal, which I love. Some of us want finances for a purpose. Uh, you know, in any case, it's not about money when you grow a business. It's about really, number one, your sanity, um, but also what I believe it can give to all those around you, your employees, your family, uh, your legacy, uh, and all of this uh, can can really happen if you know what you're doing, if you create a system for you that works for you. Now, a lot of us are underneath the water right now. A lot of us are in the truck, per se. A lot of us are in the brush, per se. And um, although, yes, that may have worked for a while, it's not sustainable. And maybe you're feeling that right now. Maybe you're feeling tired. Maybe you're feeling like you can't keep up or you know, you don't even want to answer the phone anymore and you don't have that spark that you had when you first started your business because you're essentially working a job. It's kind of like the intro to this podcast that you hear if you listen to this every day. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, man, I don't even want to listen to that because it's me. So, you know, I want to help you understand that, you know, what 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 it requires uh, to get to that level. And I think as I've done so many business breakthroughs and coached so many awesome people, some of you listening to this have sat with me personally. And uh, it really gives me a bird's eye view of some of the things that are stopping us from taking that next step, stopping us from getting to the next level. It gives me that bird's eye view. And if I had to narrow down what that bird's eye view is, really, I think it's just confidence. I really do. I think it comes down to confidence. And confidence comes from a knowing that whatever you do in terms of an investment or an action or a decision, uh, you're going to get a good result. And I think that Unfortunately, having that as your, you know, lighthouse, as, as, as feeling that feeling of knowing it's going to work out is an illusion because nothing in business is guaranteed. Actually, you starting your business was probably the most risky thing you've ever done. So for me, 
you know, we really have to get out of our comfort zone when it comes to making business decisions, when it comes to hiring, when it comes to spending money on marketing. These two things will either make or break you. Now, let me give you an example of a scenario where limiting beliefs are non-existent and there is a level of confidence, but that is still uncertain because nothing is certain in business. Certipro, they come into town. They have never painted in this town. And really, honestly, not many people know their brand. Like, although, yes, they are a painting franchise. Average consumer doesn't really know a painting franchise off the top of their head. And by that, I mean, you know, not like the way they know Walmart or Apple, you know, or any of the big brands. So it's not like they come in with like brand authority. Like if somebody's putting a new Starbucks in a town, people are going to flock there. So Certipro has to earn their stripes. Okay. They're starting fresh. No one knows who they are. They come in, but they have a plan. They say, okay, even though we don't have any work right now, number one, we need to start marketing. <laughs> you know, so if a franchisee buys that franchise for this town, you know, they're going to have a set plan. They're going to say, hey, you need to start marketing day one. And yes, you might not have any subcontractors lined up. You might not have a network of trusted people helping you, but that is okay. We need the work first. Let's that having the work is what's going to push us to have the diligence to get those subcontractors. It has to be done at the same time. And I think a lot of us are so apprehensive to put out our money because we don't have the confidence that the results are going to come. But there is a testing phase that gives you data, whether that data is written down or it's just an experience that should be giving you confidence. But some of us are so scared, right? I had a business breakthrough the other day with uh, Tanner Tenorio, uh, and I've sat with him three times. Great guy. He is working currently. I think he works 30 to 40 hours a week. So let's say he's making $1,000 a week at his current job. When we discuss what he should be spending on marketing, his first response is $500 a month. Now, to an employee who's making $1,000 a week, you know, that is a fair amount because he's saying, well, I don't want to give up half of my week to marketing when I don't have the confidence to know that I'm going to get it back. And I would say, well, that's the employee mentality, Tanner. It's the business owner mentality that you need to adopt because you do own a business. So you have to shift gears in the way that you see money, in the way that you take risks, in the way that you make decisions. So then you switch gears. And now I say, hey, as the business owner, you need to be spending $1,500 minimum on marketing. Because as a business owner, starting up a business you need to be investing, 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 putting money back into the business, putting money back in the business. Why? Number one, it's a push. And the push will be, if I spend this much on marketing, I better get good at sales and I better get good at hiring. Because let's say I get good at sales. Well, that's going to create a demand, a little bit of pressure on my production side that I need to fill. We don't want to have leads and not be able to fulfill the needs of those leads. And that means that your production is lacking right? So what does that do when we just say, you know what, I'm going all in, I'm going to spend this money on marketing, boom. Well, what does that do? Again, creates pressure. But second, gives you experience, gives you data, gives you reference points, gives you confidence. Okay. So that's why we do it. Okay. Spend the money, get the confidence that, okay, Hey, I spent it in this Avenue. Hey, I only sold three jobs. Why did I only sell three jobs? Well, I didn't do a good job following up. Hey, I heard Tanner has drip jobs. Maybe I should adopt that. Hello, let me get a good software in place to help me do that. 
Okay. Second would be, well, maybe I'm just a little lazy. You know, maybe I don't take it as serious as I should. Maybe I don't respond right away, or maybe I don't pick up the phone and call. You know, you got to get these disciplines in place. You got to, you got to build this muscle when you're buying leads, when you start marketing, you know, and, uh, I think that doing this is a reference point. Now you might say, well, I don't need to market. Well, then, you know, I really hope that you're happy with where you are because growing companies in the painting business, flooring business, you know, roofing business, they need to market in order to fulfill the demands on their production side. If I didn't market, I'm five years in. Yes, we get word of mouth. Okay. And if I didn't market early on in my business, we wouldn't be where we are today. There's no way I could just rely on word of mouth to sustain a million dollar painting company who is only at that, at that time was three to four years old. There's just no way I looked at the numbers and I wouldn't want it to. It's very passive. Word of mouth is, a, and I, you guys hear me say this in the coaching sessions, word of mouth is very passive. It doesn't give you authority. It doesn't allow you to niche down. It doesn't allow you to do these things. So marketing has more benefits than just getting you leads. It allows you to put out ads that attract people for the certain jobs that you want. Okay. So when it comes to that Serta Pro example I was telling you, is that they go into the market knowing what they have to do. They have the confidence. They have the data. But you don't need the confidence in the data. For me, you're listening to this. I'm giving you the confidence in the data. You're in a business where it's highly sought after for customer service and quality because the alternative is fear and anxiety. <laughs> okay, so I just had a lady yesterday. I gave her a, she, she, uh, I am marketing right now for, I'm not marketing for my painting business, but I am marketing for my flooring business. Um, just had a lady reach out. And first thing she says is, you know, do, do you require a deposit? And I said, well, yeah, we normally, you know, ask for 500 down, you know, and she said, oh, well, you know, I had, I had a guy take, take $3,000 from me, um, you know, a couple years back and I'm just so scared. I'm like, you know, don't even worry about it. You know, no, no deposit, you know? And, and it's like, you know, we all know that there's contractor horror stories out there, right? So not only are you in a highly sought after market, you're in a market that is, that has been beaten up. So customer service and quality, you're listening to this podcast, chances are you care about customer service and quality. You're already ahead of the majority of the pack. So it's like, you just need to do a good job of marketing and getting your name out there. I tell people this all the time. If people do not know you exist, they can't hire you. So what marketing does is it puts you in front of the individual who is your potential buyer. That's the job of marketing and you need to pay to play, right? So Obviously, yes, you can knock on doors, but you're trading your time for that. You can pay to play and pay for marketing online and save that time that you could be utilizing elsewhere. Okay. Speed to lead, right? How fast can you get to the lead? So when it comes to that Serta Pro example, I want to go back to that because the mindset is, okay, you got to market right now. You got to get Google ads up. You got to get Facebook ads up. You got to make a splash in the local economy right? You got to get your name out there. Okay. We got to get, Hey, we got to get the car wrapped, right? We got to get all this stuff ready to go. Next, we got to market on the hiring side. You know, and a lot of people don't see hiring as marketing. They see hiring as hiring. And that's a silly way to look at it. The way I see, if you, if you look at hiring as hiring, passive, passive approach, like, Oh, I'm going to throw out, you know, this post on uh, Facebook and hopefully I get some responses, passive approach. Oh, I'm going to, you know, tell some friends I'm hiring or, 
you know, I'm just ask my teammates or people around me if they know someone. Passive approach. That's kind of like just generally saying, oh, I'm going to ask some people if they need a paint job or, you know, I'm going to put out a post on Facebook and see if anyone needs help. Like passive approach. Marketing translates to hiring. So what does that Serta Pro example do? All right, now we got to market on the hiring side, okay? We got to get on Indeed. We got to get on Craigslist. We got to get on Facebook. We got to get on all these things. We got to pay these, this, these software companies, you know, Indeed, Facebook, whatever, to advertise on our behalf. So we are marketing on our hiring side as well, okay? And we got to say to them, hey, I want you to put our ad at the very top so when people are looking for painting jobs in terms of employees or subcontractors, we are shown first, okay? And that's their, that's their methodology. So they come in with no reference points. They have no data in that local economy, but they have the confidence that if they market appropriately in the pr appropriate spaces, they're going to get a result. And it doesn't take them long to build momentum. They do this all over the, all over the United States. And I look at that and I say, well, why can't anyone do that? It's easy. What's missing? Confidence confidence that's it you know they have a whole franchise back and them telling them what to do saying hey all you got to do is you got to put out google ads put out facebook ads do some branding you know make a local splash join a local bni group whatever that's what they tell them to do and the next thing you know boom there's another serta pro popping up okay taking your business okay because you didn't market no one knows you and i and i tell people that and i want to make it clear no one knows you <laughs> like that's the problem. Like, and, I, and there was an example I did sometime. It was, uh, I said, look, if every house in your local economy had a tiny yard sign with your name and number on it, and it had to stay there, that was a local law. How many phone calls do you think you'd get for painting or whatever service you do? You did way more than you can handle, right? Whatever that number is, it's just way more than you can handle. Why? We understand that in this business is law of averages. Okay. Every house you see is a potential customer. Every building you see is a potential customer. We're freaking contractors. Problem is, when that motivation comes up, you have to put yourself in the position of the customer, number one. And then you've got to position your business in alignment with where that customer is going to travel for the service that they need. Right? So if you're a customer and you want a painting job, what do you do? Open up your phone. You don't really know many painting contractors. You don't want to ask your friends because then it's awkward if the painting contractor you hired does a bad job. You lose your friend. So... You know, word of mouth is not what it used to be. And it's continuously going to not be what it used to be. Okay. You know, maybe, maybe a small percentage, 15% of people, word of mouth. Everything is now online, guys. Google painting contractors. See what is happening. Everyone Google stuff now. Okay. So if you're not there when that person is searching, you're not going to be seen. That's it. Okay. It's not like flavors of a restaurant where, you know, Google restaurants and you just search and search and search and search until you find the flavor that you're looking for. Everyone sees painting companies as the same. You know what the initial thought process is? How many reviews do they have? And what's the rating? You guys know I'm right, right? So again, what, what should be your focus? How many reviews am I getting? And what's my rating? If you have been in business for five years or more, okay, and you don't have a hundred reviews, you are dropping the ball. If you've been in business for two years or more and you don't have 50 reviews, you're dropping the ball. If you've been in business for one year and you don't have 25 solid reviews, whether they are character reviews or they are customers you work for, you're dropping the ball. Okay. You've got to make your Google presence solid. 
And that doesn't mean you got to pay to play on that. I'm just saying it's beneficial to have the most reviews in your area. I tell people this all the time. Google your local competition. How many reviews do they have? That should be your goal. Write it down. Uh, 57 reviews. You need 58. Right? And how do we get reviews? Find the Alex at Cabinet Coding Kings podcast. Listen to what he does. The first one. I think we did too. So the first one. Okay? So going back to my... Certa Pro example, because I want to bring that together, okay? Don't think of them as a franchise. All they have is reference points and data that says, hey, we did this over here. It should work over here. They don't know, but they do it, and they spend the money because they understand the concept of putting money into the business. We are in one of the cheapest businesses ever, okay? Most of us don't even need an office. We don't need a shop. Most of us don't even need a van. Right. I mean, we have like hardly any overhead costs as painting business owners, flooring business owners, you know, some of you cabinet coding companies. I know you got to have a shop, you know, you guys get it, though. But what I'm saying is, is in most cases, our overhead cost is like nothing. So you should be even more excited to put that back into marketing. Right. And here's another example. Right. If I told you, give me a thousand dollars, I'll replace it with ten thousand dollars. So that means you make a 10x amount on your marketing. Just 10x. Okay. And it was guaranteed. You knew for a fact it would be guaranteed. You'd say, yes, here, take it easily. It wouldn't even hurt you. You'd be like, here, hey, how about you take 110? Get yourself some lunch. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be excited to give it to me because you knew that you were getting more in return. It'd be an easy thing to do. What's missing? Confidence. Because in marketing, in most cases, you put $1,000 in, you know, let's say you get 10 solid appointments from $1,000. I mean, if your closing ratio is 20%, which means you really got to either make people mad, not show up, or just simply just like, you know, be disrespectful in their house, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a good chance that you're going to sell anywhere between four and $10,000 if you are niching down, doing full house repaints, so on and so forth. Okay. Just giving broad examples here, right? I mean, that's just at a 20%. Let's say you sell four of the jobs. And those four jobs come out to three grand each. You know, you're at 12 grand. You know what I'm saying? You only spend $1,000 on the marketing side. You know, but a lot of us are too worried about making sure that, you know, we're, we're, we're like profiting every dollar. Don't worry about it. In the first year of your business, those of you who are just starting your business, like do not worry about that. There's no reason to. There's no reason to at all. Like you're, you're learning. You know, I have a, a good friend, uh, Nick, he worked for me. Now he owns his own um, painting business. Now I sub to him <laughs> um, every now and again. He does his own thing though, but it's cool. He's my buddy. And, uh, you know, I mean, invest him back in his business, you know, hire two guys, you know, understands that like, you know, initially when he first started, like he was making all the coin, you know, and uh, obviously he saw how I did business, you know, and, 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 he, and he understand the concept like, yo, I gotta, I gotta pay for, I gotta pay for my time back. I called him the other day. I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm getting a haircut. Oh, I'm like, Oh, you're not working today. He's like, no, I got the guys. I got the guys taking care of it. And I'm like, Oh man, nice dude. Good job. You know, like you, you understand the concept of your time is most valuable asset. You've created a business that cr creates opportunity. You deserve your time. You take all the risk, but you've got to put things in place to allow that to happen. You know? So when I tell you guys the example of Serta Pro, I'm doing that to show you take away the franchise portion of it. They're not like Starbucks. They're not like all these things. People really don't know who they are, but they come in, they wrap the vehicle, they start with the marketing, they get the hiring going at the same time. 
you know, when I do these business breakthroughs and people tell me, I say, well, you know, how much you spend on marketing? And it's like, oh, well, I'm not. Okay. Well, how much are you spending on hiring? Uh, well, I'm not. Okay. Well, there's a problem, you know, unless you knock on everyone's door for not only wanting them to hire you for jobs, but asking if they have anyone in the house that would like a job to actually work for you, then you need to be doing this. This is kind of like one of those things. It's like a, uh, like cost of admission to own a solid business is you got to pay for this stuff. Right. And I think it's surprising to me, um, how, uh, even after I talk to some people, you know, do the breakthroughs, it's like, you know, they're so worried about giving up the money. Um, and it's like, you know, all that money isn't yours when you make money, even though it is yours and you have possession of it, that doesn't necessarily mean it's yours. You've got to be a steward. You've got to be a master of allocating resources the right way as a business would, not as the person would, not as the old employee would. The old employee is taking the money, saving it, and that's it. Scarcity mindset, right? Scarcity mindset is, I don't know if I'm going to get this back. Confidence is missing. You know, that's the big theme of this episode is like confidence missing, right? You've got to be a steward. You got to understand that like when I make money, I have to allocate it appropriately. I got to, okay, wait a minute. How much did I make here? I got to learn how to job cost. If you're not job costing as a business owner, I mean, what are you doing? You know, we're in a business where job costing is, you know, we have the ability to job cost. If you would like my job costing sheet, I have so many people that message me for it. So please reach out. I'll give it to you for free. And it has a little tutorial on there you know, my gift to you, you know, you can job cost, right? And you can get in the habit of like understanding your own business, like understanding your own numbers. You know, it's hard to job cost a restaurant, right? You know, we use, you know, the same pallet of chicken for 20 meals. Like how do we even identify, you know, the cost per customer? Like it's hard, but in our industry, like I can allocate paint to a certain job and say, oh, okay, well, here's my margin, right? I can allocate labor to a certain job. Okay. Well, here's my labor margin, right? But when we job cost, we have to understand how much did we actually make, right? And if we don't know how much we actually make on a job, we don't know how much we can keep and how much we can allocate. You know, for example, you might sell a $5,000 job and if you're not job costing it, mentally you might say, well, I made about 3,500 bucks, right? And it's like, well, maybe you didn't make 3,500 bucks. Maybe you only made $2,000, right? And it's like, Okay, well, from that $2,000, how much am I going to allocate to marketing to make sure that I make more? How much am I going to make allocate to hiring to make sure that I make more? How much am I going to allocate to new branding so I can make more? And it's like, you've got to be resourceful in those areas. And it's like, well, Tanner, I don't really understand where to market. I don't understand, you know, how to follow up with leads. I don't understand, you know, really these areas of business. And I would say, well, good. That means that you need to do it and get your own reference points so the next time you know what's good and what's not. So for me, when I first started, I used HomeAdvisor. And yes, it made me mad that people did not answer the freaking phone. So I created a system to combat that. So what I did was is I created an autoresponder text message and I plugged it in on the back end and I did all these crazy things to, to make my personal flow better of how I serve these people. And I got better and better and better at it. The first time I used HomeAdvisor, I did exactly what many people do to this day when they get new leads. Okay. And again, just using HomeAdvisor as, as an example. I know when I say that a lot of people wince like Tanner, please, I like your podcast. Stop talking about this company. And I'm just saying like, this is my reference points of leads though. Like it's just leads. I don't care if it, again, I don't care if it's HomeAdvisor, Amazon. I don't care if it's Costco sending me leads. It doesn't matter. 
These are people that want jobs done. That's all I care about. I don't care the brand selling it to me. But when I was doing it, you know, I do, I did a lot of what people do today. Uh, called them once. They didn't answer. I'm busy. I'm working. I'm painting. Uh, call again later after lunch. No answer. Send a quick text message. No answer. Uh, well, I mean, well, what do I do? You know, at that point, like what, I mean, there's nothing else I can do. They clearly don't want the job. And then I would go in and I would sell it by following up every day, sending emails, sending text messages, getting in front of them, nurturing them. This is called lead nurturing, right? So out of my frustration, I created a system that works. You know, all it took was for me to stay consistent with that individual for two weeks and boom, they answered the phone and it turned into a seven to $8,000 job. And I got ROI on my marketing, right? So it's like, you've got to learn this process, like of marketing and spending money and ensuring that you get an ROI, ensuring that, you know, you, you can project outcomes, especially when it comes to hiring, like hiring requires a lot of confidence in your own processes. Hiring requires you to feel that you can keep that individual busy. And even me at this stage of my business, I say this a lot. Every hire gives me that feeling of uncertainty that I have to barrel through. Like, am I going to keep this guy busy? Am I going to be able to afford this guy? <laughs> you know, but I want this guy. He's awesome. Like, I don't want to lose him, you know? Um, so it's one of those things. Sometimes these things will force you to grow. You know, all it's going to take is for an A-plus player to agree to work with you, for you to kick up, you know, the ele elevate the brand, elevate the business, because you want that person to love working there, you know? So... Again, guys, wrapping this up, it comes down to your confidence. Confidence is built through experience, okay? And if you don't first experience with the idea, you know what? I might lose some money here. I might not do this correctly. I might have to go through this. Then that's a good investment, whether you get a financial return or an experience return. What are they saying now? Core memory? Is that the thing everyone's saying? I don't know. Core, maybe you'll get a core memory of what not to do. So when it comes time to do it, you can avoid that and make a better decision in the future. Business owners, the most successful ones are the most resourceful. However, I want to put an asterisk there. They're the ones that know how to allocate the resources in the most effective way. And you can only learn that through experience. You can't tell someone, hey, you should invest money if they've never invested money. Like you have to go through that, right? Like, so here's the thing. Last point. When it comes to hiring and marketing, I want you to know this before you go, right? Hopefully I just charge you up. Hopefully you're ready to do it. I got to give you something, you know, you can't just like go about your day after hearing this, because if you do that, then guess what? Nothing's going to happen. You're going to go back and you're just going to do what you're doing, right? So if this hit you, this podcast, right? Number one, you got to market. So you got to find a marketer to do it for you, or you got to sign up and, and, and get a company online like Angie or Thumbtack or any of these companies to do it, or you learn Google ads and do it yourself, or you learn Facebook ads and do it yourself. Totally fine. All I care about is you get the practice, right? Okay. Um, I have a, uh, a free guide actually. It's called FBM, like Facebook marketing, like FBMleadmachine.com. So if you go there, you can get a free guide, actually, to teach you how to do Facebook ads, um, how to boost your posts the right way. Now, there's a difference between boosting and doing ads on the back end. I get that, but at least get your feet wet, right? Help you start thinking in this direction. From there, okay, got to get that going. Got to get some sort of paid marketing going at all times. You should always have an ad out. Always. Never stop. 
okay? And you might not get results in the first five to seven days. Don't worry about it. Just keep going, okay? Law of averages. Remember, people will see it. They might need to see it a few times before they act on it, okay? So second step, hiring. I talked to you guys about this a lot. You heard me say it in the breakthroughs. Get on Indeed. Create the ad, okay? I got a hiring course. If anybody listening to this wants it, I'll give it to you for free. Hiring course. Here's the thing. Spend money on hiring. If I told you, hey, if you give me $300, I'll get you 10 qualified applicants. You probably have to do five in-person interviews. You'll make one really phenomenal hire for 300 bucks. Would you say yes? Yes. What's $300 over the course of a month? $10 a day. So you're telling me if you put out $10 a day on Indeed, you're going to get 20 good applicants. Absolutely. Yes. Law of averages. Guys, you're in an industry that... And, and, and again, this comes down to like your production, what you actually do. But generally, if you do general painting or you do installation, even roofing, even, you know, granted installation, as long as you make it clear to the market that you're willing to train, teach, you're willing to, and you as a business owner, you're willing to narrow down what you do. You're going to have a large market of people that want to work for you. Um, you know, maybe even people that went to college are like, yeah, this isn't working out. And they want to learn a trade. Like, you have such an opportunity to train. I mean, the opportunity is endless in this industry. So I hope you got something out of this, guys. I hope it charged you up. I hope you take advantage of what I'm saying. In order to get confidence, you got to go through the experience. Confidence is what's stopping you from making the move, spending the money. Maybe you have the employee mindset. You need the investor and business mindset about it. Remember that if you don't get the financial return, you're going to get a core memory, right? Core memory of what not to do, what to do, an experience that's going to stick in there to help you make a better decision in the future. At this time, I'm so good at hiring, not because I've practiced hiring, but because I made bad hiring decisions. In the same way, I'm so good at marketing, not because of the quality of my marketing, but because I made bad marketing decisions and, and that's how it worked, right? I'm really good at software and systems and automations, not because of the quality of the systems and the software and the automations, but because of knowing the result of not having system software and automations, I'm really good at converting my leads now because my previous experience was frustration and improper communication and not following through with customers in the way they needed to be followed through with at the time of which they needed to be followed through with. So, you know, I think the biggest lesson we could take is go through the failures. Don't worry about the money. You're in a market where there's endless work. You just got to be in a position to be found. Keep it going, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money. And you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com. 
and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.